Sentire Media podcast from Italy. Today is the 17th of January. I'm Jason. That is Ashley sitting right across the kitchen table from me. And together we live at Cacamone, which is an agriturismo and cooking school here in Le Marche, Italy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Ciao tutti. Oh, it's hard getting back into this. All right. Woo. Energy. Here we go. Yes, we're coming at you from La Tavola Marche here at our sweet little farmhouse, Cacamone. Like Jason said, unseasonably warm here in central Italy this winter. It has been. Thank goodness, too, because... Um, good and bad. Good and bad. Like, it's nice that it's warm because you go outside and it's not so cold and we didn't get as much wood as we expected, so we don't need to be burning as much, but I like the full season effect, and it it does not feel like mid-January. No, but shut your mouth because true. Nature, I'll jinx us. I'll jinx yeah, us. Yeah, watch two weeks from now. We're shut your be, mouth. We're gonna be doing a. We're gonna be doing a podcast. And a frozen like, podcast. It is frozen out. Oh my god! It's true. <laughs> it's true. We haven't done this for a hot minute. I think right since before Christmas. I think before. Did we talk about the uh, how we? We did have a fire podcast. I think that was the okay, last one. Okay, that was the last one. <laughs> so that still isn't fixed yet. So we have, no. we have not had a fire in our fireplace since we almost burned the house down. Um, we're working on it. Yes. Jason has done something he has never done in the past 10 years, which is for Jason and I in the winter, he's turned on the heat. Big deal. Big times. But that fun has come to an end. <laughs> that was for the holidays. That was a Christmas present to us. <laughs> heat. And now that we're, now now that uh, Christmas is over and we're into January, put on a freaking sweater and a hat and go in the kitchen. Well, since some of these people who listen to the podcast contemplate living here or want to know the nitty gritty, what are we talking to fill our bumbla for gas? Oh like what God. what are we talking is damage for heat for? What are we talking? Fifteen hundred euros F- for what? Oh, if you turn it on and leave it on, it two weeks for the entire house. Uh, well, yeah, but it, yeah, okay. Yeah. If we have the house full, we can drain that thing in, in 10 days, two weeks. Sure. That's with five apartments, the kitchen, all of that stuff. Yeah, that's fi- Ashley. I know we only had two radiators on. That is, fi- that is 3000 euros a month. That's heat. if we have guests and all that, but I'm just saying you and I, we've never ever turned the heat on for ourselves. No, and you're fine. I'm fine. You're I've tough. gotten strong. I've toughened up. <laughs> toughened up. Wear a sweater. <laughs> no, um, let's see. We ran out in the two weeks that we used it. We ran um, about a third of it. Okay. But, gosh, that's a third of... No, I'm not saying it's great. That's, so that's 500 euros in about three weeks. That's expensive. I just want to give people an idea. It's expensive. Gas, heat, and especially this house is not very efficient in the way it uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's expensive. You can't, you can't afford it. Not to mention efficiency in the system and draftiness everywhere. No, no, no The system's fine. I mean, the, we have a new um, caldaia. It's the, the house. Is it's not, just the house. It's, it's just... It's, it's drafty. It's drafty. It's so, very drafty. Um, gas heat is not the way to go. No. Well, we've shut it off, so no more <laughs> so worries don't worry about, about that. that. <laughs> Um, we have the guy coming out this week and we're going to put in the stainless steel tube up through the chimney and it, one day, one day it'll be working. I think. It just shows how the kitchen is still not finished. <laughs> no, the and in fact, I'm looking at my hood that need, that needs to be fixed. Um, little problem with that too. So we put in this beautiful gas, uh, oven and stove professional. The problem now is that my, um, hood never exited. It never really 
there was no hole in the wall for the fumes to go out. It was. Just it wasn't kinda, necessary. No, it was just kind of there for to look nice. Well, now this oven puts out too much carbon carbon dioxide. So uh, when I turn it on and the house is all closed up for the winter time, it starts making me nauseous. It's a sleepy times. It's a sleepy time stove. I call it the sleepy time stove. So I have to have the guy come out and drill a hole through a nice ten centimeter hole through the meter thick stone wall to the outside and then we actually have to hook up the hood and make it work that's gonna be uh something to see too. that is gonna be something uh-huh. to see i want to see him do it uh-huh. i want to see the drill bit he uses so uh, it, it continues it continues we're Projects. 90 okay here's the deal we're 90 percent done with the kitchen the last 10 percent, like i said will take three months to finish mm-hmm. but we'll be ready for you guys don't worry <laughs> So that's what's going on with us. Uh, you guys, um, also between, since our last podcast now, Jason and Gaji made salamis, the classic winter project. This year we decided to split it up. One-time sausages, one-time salami. Yeah, well, Vittorio, who we normally do the salamis and sausages, he's, poor guy, guy's in his mid-80s. He can't stand up for like five, six hours at a time to do this stuff. I'm like, Gaji, let's just do it ourselves. Arr! We gotta go to Victoria. I think he likes the tradition of it, which I get. So we went to before we uh, left to v- go visit family. Um, we'd made this about a week ago now, or ten days ago. We made salamis with Vittorio, and we'll make the sausages here at home with with just. So sauce. we've got what fifty kilos? Fifty five. Fifty five kilos hanging up in the rafters right now in apartment Chiliege. For those of you who have been in there before or coming this year, and Saturday we are making the sausages. How many kilos did you order? Fifty five. Another 55. So we'll have 110 hanging, and then <laughs> I'll probably do another 20 or 30 kilo because um, Carolyn and Carolyn Luke. Luke wants some. Some neighbors. Yeah, and um, it's just it's, – we ran out this. This is – normally we do a, um, almost 200 kilo. Mm-hmm. We cut back. Last year we cut back, and I ran out the you last You ran month. out. Yeah, I didn't have any. We didn't have any month. public relations. No public relations. We call, <laughs> God, she calls the, the salami and sausages public relations. Because they're really, I mean, we're not going to eat a hundred and something <laughs> kilos of salami. No, they're for they're for giving away and they're for serving to the guests serving and to the all guests. of that. It's, it's, it's a, a great thing to have because what do you bring when you get invited to? Well, I've said this before a hundred times on on the podcast. When you get invited to somewhere, you can't bring a bottle of wine because everyone has one. You don't. No one wants another bottle of wine, but homemade salamis and sausages is uh, something homemade is always great, and it's it's. Gr- it's so easy to go downstairs and grab a couple of salamis and a couple of packs of sausages and off we go. Speaking of sausages, we have our sausages from scratch workshop coming up this year. We've decided to give it its own dedicated dates. And the uh, next ones are coming up May 29th to 31st, September 3rd to 5th, and October 22nd to 24th. And these are just short stays for pork. Come and we break down the pork shoulder um, cut up the meat, spice it up with the pep, not even really spice it, just the salt and pepper and a little white wine. And then we grind it up, stuff it and eat it for lunch. It is great. And if for anyone who's staying on in Italy, we give you a bunch of sausages to take with you to continue grilling. And if you're not, you get the dried ones that and we it, just made. <laughs> exactly. So it's a really cool, uh, kind of weekend two day getaway to come get your hands dirty. And, um, it's really 
I don't know. A lot of women at first think, oh, I don't know if I'm into it. It's a blast. And it, this is one that, of course, you can watch these things on YouTube. No, you got got to have to do it because you have to. It's a feel thing. It's not. You can watch and say, oh, it's. The, we're not reinventing the wheel here. But no, you're is, not making up some secret recipe. No, it's salt and pepper and pork shoulder and white wine. There's a the yeah, recipe. There's a the recipe. Um, oh, dun, dun, dun. Um, but it is a feel thing. And I think for something like making sausages, you do it once and you, you can, you know, you'll have a much better grasp than reading a book or watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't take them with you. Taking them with you is not... Not to mention you make this guy really happy when you... Uh, sign up for the sausages class you just love it it's a fun well, I one like to switch it, it up you don't do it a lot um it's fun to switch up and it's um it's like the pasta class where you just start off with r- these big chunks of pork shoulder and at the end you have something that that goes from foreign to very familiar just like the pasta it goes from a mound of flour and a couple of eggs to something that is, is tangible is tangible and ubiquitous and and throughout italy so i really like those two classes because well the the the, the pasta, pasta one class, we do a lot i do a lot but the sausage one especially because um it's usually pretty cool people who take it too. true it is it's not a someone and um yeah it, it is no one's uptight who no. wants to come and take a sausage class and so. you'll see and you heard me with the dates it's in the spring may and then september october because you can't, just when you're it's august or july first of all it's just not the right i don't know it seems well, so first italian of all, they don't the good pigs true get that's a slaughtered big in the spring and or in the in the autumn through the spring um so they don't have the the good hair, uh, the good um, Chintasanese, or the, our local pe- our local friends are not killing pigs during that time. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like Ashley said, when it's thirty two degrees outside, you can't have a bunch of raw meat sitting out on a table no, for it, two hours. It just doesn't. It's not the same. It doesn't no, feel the same. You don't want to sausages <laughs> when it's that hot. So sausages, a early spring, early uh, autumn kind of thing. What else is going on? It's time to do the house walkthrough. Oh. <sighs> Speaking of house stuff. So the vaca- vacation is over. Uh, it's time, yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah, it's time to um, go back up into the rooms, take the pad and paper, and the first thing we do every year, bef- uh, the first thing we do, we go to open it back up, is pad and paper and a couple of good powered, high-powered flashlights, and you start looking everywhere. So yep. we'll have to walk through, get a big master list for each apartment with the little fixes, and then figure out what we want to do as far as, well, we're going to have to paint this whole house. I know. I was just going to say, are we going to declare it on the podcast? Because if we do, whew, this house, it's time. It's just that um, we normally, it's not like, oh, the paint's chipping or anything like that. Every year we do the fixes and little touch-ups, but... The way this is so silly and probably stupid, but the way the paint is sold and mixed here, that only works for so long. Can you help me explain this? The we paint. Get the, well, we get the cheap paint. Well, but this is how most. This isn't latex paint. No, the, uh, that doesn't really exist Italian, from what yeah, I understand. Um, it's the washable. Oh, okay. So the Italians don't really do latex paint. They do this kind of chalk with a base, and then you then add the color to it. And then when you get it home, you dilute it how you want. Well, the problem is that you'll never get it the same way twice, right? And when you go to do touch-ups from the sun, um, you know, over years, the sun fades the color a little bit, and then you try to match it, and it never... Or one year, you didn't quite match it right, but it looked okay, but now that you're a couple more years in, and you're trying to do it in another spot, now it's, it's like, starting to look yeah. spotty. <laughs> so we will be we will be painting, I am thinking, four... I think so, at, too. We did one apartment last year, so I think we're going to be painting four out of the five apartments. I think year. so. And then we're just going to have to systematically do it. Yeah. it's Painting's not hard. It's the No. Tape. And really, 
two of the apartments I've no fear of. It's the top two floors where those ceilings are peaked. And that's going to be a bit of a pain in the tuckus. Uh, no, someone's <laughs> just getting on a ladder. That's all. I know, but that's what I mean. It's going to be a little bit more. Uh, but you got to... It's the secret to the painting of this house is taping the travies and everything well. So it keeps your work nice and clean. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that's, that is what I've just, we were just talking about it. So it's on the I know. Of my tongue, but we have, uh, we just got back from a little bit of travel with, um, we went travel to see family and, um, we did a different route that we've never done before. Normally, if we want to go anywhere, we're driving to Bologna or Rome sometimes. or Florence or sometimes. Florence sometimes. I hate Florence airport. I know you do. Um, so do I. Florence Airport. Let me, tell you, let me tell you why Florence Airport stinks. One, there's the parking. There's no park. Like the parking is super expensive. It's all of Italian airports are super old. Like they're just. And Florence Airport's a pain to get to. There's traffic. That oh I my just, gosh! Just arriving or departing could give you not necessarily an anxiety attack, but it'll make me pit out for sure if I'm the one well, driving. There's, all it's, this there's so much construction for years and not properly marked lanes, which. I understand it's Italy, but because of the way this isn't like a four-way stop or a it's regular similar. light, it's some bizarre weird ass intersection. All of these round things, you've got to like loop back around. Whatever. And, oh, whatever. Most of the it's people a, are going to be taking a cab to the airport. So it's whatever. a mess. It's a it's mess. A mess. I don't like Florence Airport. Bologna's fine, but when you get home, that's a two and a half hour drive. For Not us. to mention Florence is oh, where Tuscany's located, that's and another so thing. much richness in all. Of the world comes to Italy to see Toscana, Their Tuscany, sucks. and the airport freaking sucks. That is where a majority of people, besides Rome and Milan, but that is where a ton of people come in or out of for their experience of Italy, and that is okay. not a benvenuti. Now, if not anyone a- <laughs> has been to Florence Airport or ha- or is going there, when you go through security, you have to walk through after secure the normal security. There's this weird corridor. Hallway, very narrow hallway that you walk through, and there are windows. It's like old. It's all doors. It's like all weird doors. It's of like, like the old, old customs or old something. Old customs or for for immigration or whatever. But it is the creepiest, weirdest creepy. thing, and they're all closed. And it's probably like fifty meters, and you walk down this, and it's really tight. And you're like, what the hell is this? And then you just go on into the gates, mm-hmm. but. It's just a crappy, crappy airport. Anyway, so this time we flew um, Ancona. Ancona's starting to open up. Ancona is on the coast of the Adriatic. It's about an hour and a half from our farmhouse. Not even. uh, For foreign drivers, let's just say. I can make it it (laughs) in under an hour. You don't drive the same way that the guests do. And let's call it an hour and a half. And it's a very easy drive. You go up the coast and then cut inland at Fano. And you're not going over the Apennines or anything like that. Short amount of time on the autostrada, very close to the entrance of the autostrada, so it makes it easy. You're not um, circumnavigating through the city or anything like that. And man, it's Tiny. a pleasure. I mean, it's another crappy little airport, but at least there's only one flight at a time. Whereas Florence is like a real airport, and it's a zoo. And it's a zoo. Anyway, the only thing about Ancona is you can't really go anywhere unless you want to go to Tbilisi or um, like Eastern Europe. Uh, then you can find flights there. Really, Ancona goes to two places, Munich and uh, Stansted. Mm-hmm. So if you're flying in to Italy, you're flying in to just get to those two places and you can fly right to Ancona. And it is, there's car rental there. It's, it was really nice. So we went Ancona. Especially this, um, Jason's 
really also talking about the winter months where it's these kind of two uh, oh, airlines yeah, it opens and flights. Up more. Summer, you'll start to get flights to Barcelona and um, Sicily and things like Charlois. that. Yeah. I think it does go to Brussels as well mm-hmm. or Belgium as well. So. But we just did a flight to the States for through Munich with Lufthansa for going from Ancona, layover in Munich, and continuing on to the States. And this was, yeah, I just keep saying it was a pleasure. It was Munich, Munich Airport is great. Uh, I've never been to Munich Airport, but it was modern and easy to navigate and just open and bright and nice. And there's a few, like... Um, Lots of shopping food. I had a great uh, breakfast of beer and sausages. I actually well, ate beer and sausage and pretzels and at, a pretzel- seven, at 7 in the morning. I don't even know if it was 7, but <laughs> I think it might have been earlier. But it was on there, and it looked like it said the breakfast special. I thought, I'm all in. Well, beer and breakfast. Only, you weren't the only one either. No, I was not. That was the popular breakfast. I don't like the vice versa. No, the, the white, white sausage. sausage. It had cardamom and, like, cinnamon or something. Yeah, I just didn't like the consistency. Consistency is a little too hot dog-ish, but got to say, Pilsner... Pre 9 a.m. That was delicious. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're sidetracked. Now, coming with these um, smaller airlines, well, actually, we were Lufthansa, so that was big, but transferring and doing kind of these shuffles of airlines might sound like a pain in the ass. Sites like um, Skyscanner and things do a great job of, um, uh, what is the right word? Putting them together, um, correlating or. Um, um, I can't think of the right word at the moment. Putting these flights, pairing them together for you. Um, Now, that being said, you could end up with weird, crazy layovers. And that happened to us. Our first flight, we had, um, I don't know, four or five hour layover. That's kind of the max of what we could handle at an airport or kind of how many circles can you take um, around the same floor. But coming home, we had close to an eight hour layover and arrived early. So it was closer to nine hours. And... We came. We started to look at the like admirals' lounges and things like. Okay, should we get a day pass? Something that we can go hang out or take a shower, relax for a little bit. Because what do you do at an airport this long on a rainy day? Well, that's the thing. The downtown Munich is only fifteen minutes by um, train from the airport. So if it was a nice day, we would have thrown our bags in a locker and gone. Absolutely, and I would have recommended it. Do a hop on, hop off tour, something that you can kind of see a city in a short amount of time and make it back to the airport in a long layover. But this, the weather was not permitting that and uh we looked into jason was like oh man i could just use a good nap is there just a hotel and sure enough there's a couple hotels right at the airport and something i've never done or asked for before is a day rate Ashley, you've rented rooms by the hour you i liar. know no i haven't but it sounded very hookerish so i was literally nervous to ask but i thought we're at the hotel we're at the airport so that's gotten to be not so strange sure enough a lot of these airports, and maybe you guys already know this, but they'll do a day rate from nine to five, and it was like eighty-five bucks, under a hundred bucks. Which is cheaper than one entrance to the to the lounge thing. Exactly, and yeah. yeah, and we were more looking for a shower, a place to nap, and whatnot than really just some free booze and or not free, but just some booze and snacks. We had that with us, but. Um, can't recommend it enough. It w- we got to Italy feeling totally rejuvenated because we weren't just piddling around the airport for nine hours. So check out wherever you may be, if you have one of these crazy flights, a day rate. Good idea. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. I don't know. I just feel like sharing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, first time on Lufthansa, flying Lufthansa, and I liked it. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Anything's better than Alitalia. Alitalia. 
Um, speaking of airlines, avoid Ryanair in the month of February. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, do not if you're coming to Europe and you want to fly Ryanair in the month of February, they're go they're doing all these strikes. So um, you might not get where you wanted to go. <laughs> it's just something that's been in the news lately. So a uh, little um, heads up little on heads that. Up. Um, also, you were reading about tourism in Italy. Oh yeah, this is a good one. So Italy's largest bank. Um, San Paolo uh, has announced a deal with the uh, culture ministry to inject 5 billion euros into the Italian tourism section. Uh, the big chunk of that money will be used for restoration and redevelopment projects, making more buildings available for cultural use. The investment will take place over three years in a deal called Pact for Tourism 4.0, uh, training workers in the tourism section. Um, Recent years, a string of famous Italian uh, sites renovated with funds from private donors. I can't wait to see how this money's robbed. Correct. That's what I was going to say. Let's <laughs> is see that too how. Is I don't that know. Too I was curious where you were going to go with this. You said you wanted to talk about it, and I thought, what eight billion? Where is that going to go? Five billion or five? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it, we're not going to see any of this in infrastructure <laughs> or no. like the. It's not like they're redoing the Colosseum, guys. Like I'm not sure what this means exactly. Um, I'm not, uh, I would say it's what probably really going to be, it's all for restoring her, like, um, the cultural sites. It's, you're not going to get new roads. I was just going to say, why don't we put it towards the roads? Because it's, it's private money. It's not I public know. funds. I know, but that, that would sure help the, uh... Well, maybe it's better. Maybe, maybe, uh, doing it with private money, it'll, something will actually get done versus public money where everyone just robs it. Unless they know of a loophole that we <laughs> don't and... <laughs> They're getting ready to. I bet that eight, that five million is to all those free homes that uh, all those free castles that were um, up yeah, for Italy, the, and that's what they're going to invest the money in is restoring these free castles. That's right. Maybe the, the free castles. I'm, I'm not at. joking. I'm <laughs> well, spe- uh, speaking of bureaucracy in Italy or uh, how to avoid it, um, we have our retirement workshop coming up here in March. March fifteenth to eighteenth. That is our open day. Oh my gosh, the countdown is on. That is the big grand opening of the twenty eighteen season. Our how to move to Italy and retire workshop. And exactly a huge reason why we decided to separate these was it's a different mindset. It's a different goal. It's a different time frame. It's a different outlook when you're coming to Italy to retire versus starting a business. And we will change the, our speak a bit because when you're coming to start a business, it's all it's it's a freaking business and it's no joke. And those workshops are very geared to being driven, commitment, all of that. Well, it, we mentioned this because we were sitting in the airport. We were sitting in the airport in Munich, and we met this older couple who were coming back home. It was like, oh, you live the, you know, we struck up a conversation, and they're like, oh yeah, we we retired there, and blah blah, and it's and. They said something that really stuck with me. It's it's the per, it's perfect because Italy's paradise. The only problem with Italy is the bureaucracy and bullshit that goes along with pay, taxes and and um, running a business, running a business, and all that. Whereas, if you come here to retire. You don't have to deal with any of that. It's beautiful. How beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So um, it's just a very enjoyable life here. The quality of life is fantastic. The food is exceptional. And talk about a culture that knows better than anyone. Enjoying the day. Well, I don't think so you have to. Coming, I don't think you have to sell people. No, on, but I uh, just mean that idea of retiring in Italy is a beautiful. Like when people is. say they want to come and restore a farmhouse or start a business, it's like okay, that's a lot of work involved. It's not the pouring wine and enjoying the retiring sunsets. is pouring wine and sunsets. That's yes. exactly. But there are some things that you you know you have to do it with your eyes. You know, I, there's obviously 
it's not just there's things to it, but no, it's I'd uh, I would definitely recommend it if you don't have to make a living in Italy. That's much harder. Exactly, but like Jason was touching on, there's still a lot of preparation in coming to retire in a place this beautiful. So, March fifteenth to eighteenth, we have a few spots left. Join us if you are interested in retiring and taking that next step towards the sweet life here in Italy. All right. Um, car- let's see. A carnival. Carnival's coming up. We see all the, the costumes starting to pop around and the columbara. However, since this podcast is short on facts, I'm not sure what date carnival is. I have is. no idea what date carnival is. <laughs> Do you? Is. I don't. Uh, no, but that means that Gaji's going to want me to make him his favorite fried treat of carnival, which is castagnole. And the castagnole are literally just fried dough and they serve them two ways with uh one is with just uh granulated sugar and a liquor a red liquor called alchemis i have no idea what makes it red it has a little bit of an anise taste to it or they serve them with honey a kind of a good way to explain it i'm I'm a lover of fried dough so when you say fried dough simply to me there's a lot of interpretations of that i would say it is most closely related to for someone from the states of an old fashioned donut not a full donut but kind of that same dough and crispiness cake, yeah it's it's just it's a dense cake fried versus dough versus like a um, indian fried dough that i grew up with as well that was more uh, just yeah, like it's a not, pizza it's not, dough it's he- fried it's dense dense um, and what is always so hysterical, Gaji is the same, whether it's making the sausages and griping about the salt content and making you recalculate it every time, or come Carnival and Castagnole, he will say how fat he is and that he's dieting for um, after the holidays right around Carnival, but yet he will bitch and moan, slat- he won't bitch and moan, but he really wants Jason to make the Castagnole. He won't, he'll bring it up and bring it up, or he'll even bring over lard to, like, give him a hint, like, I don't know what you could do with this, maybe some, I don't know, something for Carnival. He, it, but then he doesn't want to really ask for it, but he wants it to, to be here so bad. It's like a little child, I don't know. Doesn't he do that dance every year? Yeah, he always wants the co- – he he doesn't – he wants me to make them because he doesn't I know, that's what I mean. House, yeah. Exactly. Now, Castagnoli are only good when you fry them in – Pork fat. You cannot fry. Well, I guess you could. However, they will not be nearly as delicious. I bet the, it won't be as crunchy. I have no idea. I've only fried them in pork fat. Well, let's keep it up. It's a tradition. <laughs> I'm not one to let traditions go. Um, just continuing our fantastic segues this year, from traditions to uh, people who have been here before and keep coming back. We wanted to do something this year um, for those of you who have cooked with us in the past and. Offer for the first time an advanced cooking course. We're still working out on exactly what that means. Well, what it, basically what it means is the next layer down. So in, mo, in a lot of my cooking courses, or layer up, uh, layer up. <laughs> we talk a lot about technique and fundamentals and all that, and it's still the same thing. Except now we do. Now I would think of it more of advanced as things that just take a little bit more time or a little bit more specific. delicate or specific. Or, or um, we can have we can take a little bit more t- do some things that are a little more pretty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're excited. We're working out the menu and what that's going to entail this year. But for those of you who have been here before, look forward to something new that we're cooking up for you guys. And, um, of, and of course, we're going to do the uh, – another one I'm working on the menus for is the um, wood oven class. If you have bought a wood oven, wood-burning pizza oven, or uh, th- thought about it and you – 
think, hmm, I don't know really what to do with this other than make pizza. There is a million things you can do. It is an oven. Anything that you can do in a regular oven, you can do in this oven if you know how to do it. And this is a – I really, really enjoy this one because um, – it's not just pizza, you know. It's, that's the that's whole thing. The whole thing. You're not. I'm. You know. We'll throw pizza. We'll make dough in pizza, there, of but... course. But the whole idea is, if you're using all this energy and time and finances, whatever, of burning the wood and and spending the time doing that, let's utilize it at different temperatures. Yeah. So it, it really is going to um, this class. We're going to focus more on the other cooking temperatures of the oven, not just the hottest one, which is the pizza, but as the oven cools. Um, from roasting to slow cooking to um, 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 what's it called? Stewing, Stewing basically overnight. overnight. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. I, uh, we're, it's a good we're one. Working it out. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add for this podcast, or we'll keep it kind of short and simple? Maybe I'll read another uh, chapter of the book. Oh, don't say that because you know you're not going to do that. Oh. Forget it. That's a teaser for next time. <laughs> we got no, too much going on this week. I've got I've got to go walk this dog. We've got our neighbors. We got Sumcha, our Rodi, uh, Sum, our our neighbors Rhodesian Ridgeback, and he is sitting at my feet because it is time to go walk. It's a little quieter this year, uh, this time of year now that the hunting is kind of petering off, and it hasn't been a great year for the animals in the woods anyway for the hunters. So this is a good time to take him for a walk because it's not too crazy out there. No. Uh, anything else? No, just um, have a fantastic day. All right. <laughs> Very good. Well, it is from um, Windy. Wind, we, have, we have the Scirocco from the south. Today we've had every, right before we go. Today yeah. has been kind of a crazy day. It we, really was. The, the air was really warm, and then at about 10 or 11, all of a sudden, the air flipped from coming to the, from the south to the north, and we got a thunderstorm, hail, snow, and then the sun came back out. Uh-huh. It and was, it was like the wind was coming sideways in the direction from the coast. It was just wild. And Gaji and his buddy were hunting and came running back when they heard thunder. such pussies. <laughs> oh, my God. These two, two guys. These guys who go two, hunting with guns. Every, like, two drops of water. And they come, they, not, for, no, when the, when the storm came this, this afternoon, that was one thing, this morning, that was one thing. But... If there is literally mist in the air, they will. Oh, 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 oh ragazzi! I don't know. I don't go. know. It's like get out there, you you wimp, man! It's not raining. It's just kind of misty. I know. And, or kind of like drizzly. Just and then and there. then them coming running back in as the thunderstorm started. They were like, oh, God! He was like, it's thunder. It's Actually, you thunder. can. That is the third time. Stop. Oh, sorry. I got a little microphone. too excited. Sorry. I forget to take it away. I know. And people have <laughs> earphones sorry, in, and you're going to blow someone's ears out. Anyway, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> Stupid uh, thunderstorm got everyone all up in an uproar. All right, very good. It's time to get to work. Thank you so much for listening and bring we us hope, home. Yeah, we hope to see you guys out here in 2018. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know where. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. La Tavola Marque. Ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy.
With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.